G'day everyone, welcome to Ruin Hammer Season 3, Episode 8, and this is the third of our NRLW breakdown shows, um, obviously dedicated entirely to the NRLW. Uh, yeah, that's right, mate. You was, you was, uh, your voice wasn't coming through for a minute there. We just picked up the end of that. But yeah, that's oh, right, mate. Every Tuesday just... night, 7.30pm, uh, Queensland time, 8.30 New South Wales time. We will be live for a quick recap of the W round. Um, before we get into the breakdown, though, there was some NRL news, NRLW news that broke today, uh, regarding expansion and play benefits. And if you can bring that um, share screen up, yep, mate. Absolutely. And we can have a look at it. Um, yeah, so basically um, the NRL have, NRLW has announced that the 2022 season, which will be the season that happened this year, um, there's going to be a salary cap increase to $350,000 per club. Uh, that works out if the squads are 24 players, that's approximately 14,000 per player. Now, I know it doesn't sound like a lot. Um, they play eight-week seasons, I think. Um, so uh, so that it's, a, it's a start. It's an increase of about 28%. Um, and then going into next year, the competition is going to expand to eight teams. So there's going to be another two teams come in. What two teams they are, I don't know. It'd be great if the Warriors are back in there. Um, there's going to be two state of origin games. Uh, all players are going to be by private health insurance, which I think is a, a big one. Massive. Yeah. And there's going to be yeah increased uh, representative match payments. So the All-Stars, they'll go from 1.6K to 3K uh, per person per game. And the origin start go from four thousand to six thousand. So, and then in twenty twenty four, the competition will expand. So, it's um, it's slowly building. Um, uh, as you can see by um, the crowd number crowd number getting uh, over the past couple of weeks in the NRLW, and now that they're playing as curtain raises to the NRL games, uh, I think the popularity of the sport is really starting to take off. Um, I don't know if Parramatta Titans game um on sunday the the girls playing before that there was a massive crowd in uh Parramatta game in the uh women's game the Parramatta titans game in the women's got right game. behind the um, girls didn't they yeah it was great yeah they did they absolutely did it was so good to see um you know when Parramatta uh, scored at the end there uh, or sorry won the game at the end there they were celebrating the crowd was really going off with them as well so yeah it, it's really starting to um, to make its mark as, as a standalone sport. And, um, you know, congratulations to the girls. And this is just something uh, small that, that really needs to happen. And um, I'm, 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 I, for one, as a, as a huge fan of the, the NRLW, I'm glad um, that these changes are coming into effect. Um, in saying that, mate, uh, let's get into the... Um, <laughs> uh, let's get into the round three break. Yeah, for sure, mate. Yeah, round three, as you said, saw the NRLW being played in conjunction with the NRL. So for the first time ever, the NRLW games being played as curtain raises to the NRL games, so like a true home game. Yeah, that's true, mate. Um, it's the first time the women have played in front of home fans at home games, along with their NRL counterparts. It's, a, it's great. Uh, as I said, it was really, really good to see. Um, and again, it happens again this weekend. Uh, I, I know for one, um, the Titans are playing at home the first time. It'll be their first ever home game, uh, and we'll be there for that. So that'll be a great one to, to watch, mate, live. Mate, it'd be absolutely brilliant. Can't wait to get out there and watch a couple of great games of footy. Jay Harris, uh, says, uh, Jay Harris just says, uh, it's awesome not only for current players, but for our future women athletes. That's, that's right, mate. I had a bit of a chat to... Um, 
one of our NRLW stars the other day, and I, I just basically said what they're doing now is is um, paving the way for the future athletes uh, in the sport, and uh, you know they're breaking new ground and they're being so, um, yeah, it's the girls that are going coming through Tasha Gale at the moment. They're going to be the ones that benefit from from what the the foundations that the wonderful stars are laying down at the moment. Yep, for sure. Yeah, no, it's it's great stuff, and um, yeah, let's just hope it continues to to get better for the girls. Um, Absolutely, mate. Let's take a look at some of these round three fixtures. Um, the first yep. game was played between the Roosters and the Newcastle Knights. Um, the Roosters came away with a twenty-eight to twelve win. The Roosters twenty-eight. Uh, Parker with a double. Kelly Koenig, Joseph, and Sergis with tries. Southwell one from three, and Tamara one from three. And the Knights 12, uh, Tietzel and Nuasala with the tries and Kira Dib kicking two from two. Um, the Roosters lined up as named on Tuesday, but the Knights with a few changes to line up. Uh, obviously, Kira Dib and um, Shante Poco starting in the halves and Phoebe Desmond uh, moving back to lock. Yeah, mate, it was the battle of the competition cellar dwellers, this one. Uh, uh, and I said in our break this week that the Roosters have um, too good a roster to be, uh, you know, stone motherless last on the, on the ladder. The incident of Corby Baxter, after missing the opening two rounds due to COVID, um, really balanced that Roosters team out. Yeah, uh, well, yes, the Roosters, um, yeah, they claimed their first win of the NRLW season as their attack clicked into gear for the 28-12 win against the Knights side, whose finals hopes they literally now hang by a thread. And the Roosters, they they got had a hot start, raced out to a 10-0 lead with tries to Bridie Parker and um, Isabel Kelly in the ninth and 13th minutes. But then the Knights did respond with Romy Tietzel in the 24th to make it a four-point uh, ball game right on halftime. Yeah, Knights prop Na Toko, Toko Toru uh, Arakua. Uh, she was sinned in late in the first half for successive dangerous tackles with the Roosters catching in, uh, in uh, early in the, in the second through second try. Uh, Olivia Koenig's charge down and regather off and bounce stretch the Roosters' lead while Arakua was still off. So uh, really costly... Um, for Arakua to be in the bin. Um, Nuasala kept the Knights in it with a powerful barge over next to the post to make it 18-12 with 17 to play. But, you know, a Knights area in front of hand of the Roosters, a golden chance to seal the result with Keely Joseph carving through for her in NRLW try. And then Jess Sergis iced the win with uh, uh, three minutes from full time with a try to herself. Um, I thought the two winless sides each brought plenty of desperation. It was the Roosters that matched that with execution. With their attack finally kicking, clicking came up with untimely errors. Um, and as you said, mate, it leaves their final hopes in tatters. Uh, um, they're in that mathematry now, um, heading into round four, still on zero points. Um, Roosters playmaker Racine McGregor looked much sharper after appearing short of match fitness in the opening fortnight. Excellent pass selection created the space that led to both the Roosters opening two tries too. Well, for the Knights, uh, Romy Tietzel played a real captain's knock, um, continued to provide plenty of inspiration for her teammates, you know, hitting it up one off the ruck at the Roosters' line and just literally dragged her side back into it, getting on the board after falling behind 10-0. Um, Bridie Parker, she looked much more comfortable back on the wing for the Roosters and she scored the team's first and third tries, thanks to some good passes from um, Isabel Kelly, the, uh, the centre. And providing a deft yep. final pass for Kelly to score in a second. Um, as the duo, they had a great combination there on the Roosters' left edge. They did, mate. Um, and then the Roosters' other star centre, Jess Sergis, went down with an uh, apparent injury late in the first half, but she was able to stay on. 
after having it strapped, and she scored the final try of the match. And uh, forward Sarah Togatuki, she was taken off five minutes into the second half due to a head clash and did not return. Um, monitored this week for um, HIA. Yeah, um, looking at the stats from this game, both teams had a fairly even share of possession, obviously 50% each. But surprisingly, it was the Knights with a better completion rate at 76% compared to the Roosters' um, 66%, which has been a bit of an issue for them in the opening two rounds. Um, despite the higher completion rate, though, the Knights were unable to break the 1,000 run metres. Uh, with the Roosters, though, they clocked up over uh, 1,400. They were better in the other attack stats as well. Yeah, they were, mate. They uh, they definitely were. Um, some of the standouts for the Roosters, yes. Um, moving back from the wing to second row, uh, 12 runs, 150 metres, 61 post-contact metres, two tackle-free line breaks. And Isabel Kelly, she was outstanding in the centres. Uh, 153 run metres, one tackle break, two line breaks, two offloads and a try. And for the Knights, the big for them was their captain, Romy Tietzel, at the back. Um, 182 metres, seven post-contact metres, uh, tackle breaks, one line break, and a try. Okay, moving on to the second game. Uh, that was between the NRLW header. It was played at Combank Stadium, and that was between the two competition leaders, Dragons versus the Broncos. The Dragons, 18, with K Brown, uh, Bent, and Albert tries, Pierce, and three from three, and the Broncos, 22. Um, Harden, Aitken, Bass, and Mosby tries, and uh, Brown kicking three from four. Uh, top of the table clash in the two undefeated teams. And the Broncos went with an unchanged lineup, but for the Dragons, their skipper Kezi Apps was ruled out for the second week in a row, forcing a bit of a reshuffle in the pack yet again. Yeah, Brisbane um, really had to overcome a bit of a scare to maintain their winning streak um, to beat the Dragons 22 uh, 18. Uh, in a intense contest, a late try to Higiga Mosby broke the heart of the Dragons. Who did, who did push the champions to the limit in perfect conditions uh, in, in Sydney's West at Combank. Uh, with scores level at 18 all, it was a play on the left edge with points for the Broncos, and they've extended their winning streak to 10 since 2019. It's unbelievable. Um, it is. Earlier, the Broncos, they took a 12-6 lead into the break, but were dealt a blow early in the second half with their star fullback, Tamika Upton, failing to return from her um, HIA assessment. But uh, St. George, they levelled the score shortly after with a runaway try to back rower Shaley Bent and that set up an absolute grandstand finish in what was a fiery clash between two sides at the top of the table. You wouldn't expect any less. And um, Brisbane, they returned serve with a 55-minute try on the right edge through Emily Bass and the Dragons weren't done with, though. And when Elsie Elbert crashed over next to the posts uh, from a, a short ball there. Yeah, St. George, the Warriors, 18 points was the most points ever scored against Brisbane during a game in the NRLW history. It's amazing, isn't right. it? Um, it's unbelievable. And uh, as you said, uh, Broncos fullback Tamika Upton and Dragons winger Keely Brown both left the field in the 38th minute after clashing heads. Um, Broncos utility Jada Ferguson was placed on report in the 45th minute for an alleged hair pull. Um, haven't oh. heard of that one. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the Dragons lost Tegan Dimmick to a sus suspected broken hand. Um, the Broncos completed... 80% enjoyed 54% uh, and St. Illawarra led the game in line breaks with five to three. As you would as you would expect with a top of the table clash, both teams were absolutely outstanding with their completion rates. The Dragons at 80% and the Broncos incredible 88%. Um, the telling factor though 
is a possession stat of 41% to 59%. Um, the other stats, they were all pretty even with similar run meters, line breaks, and tackle breaks. But the possession stat that um, allow the Broncos six more sets of the ball than Dragons, obviously that's the stat that was telling and mattered most at the end. Absolutely, mate. Uh, a couple of key uh, performers for the for the day to for the Dragons. We had Shaley, um, 189 run meters, 42 post contact, scored a great runaway try um, down the uh, the right edge there for the Dragons, and um, Elsie Albert, the uh, Papua New Guinean uh, representative. Going from strength to strength every week. Awesome. Uh, 158 yeah. run meters, 58 post contact, two lack tackle breaks, one line and a try, another try. Uh, that's two in two weeks. Um, for the Broncos, Millie Boyle, uh, absolute machine. Broncos, 144 meters and 54 post contact meters, 20 tackles. And Amber Hall uh, in the back row, 164 meters, 63 post, three tackle breaks, four offloads, and 17 tackles. Got through a ton of work for the Broncos. Yep, that Broncos juggernaut rolls on. Uh, moving to the final game of the round, and that was the Eels versus the Titans at Combank Stadium. Uh, the Eels got away with a 24-14 win. Eels 24 tries to Studden, Church, Curtin, Betty Welsh and Pio. And Studden kicking two from six. And the Titans 14, Hancock, Mansell and Brill tries. And Braley Natai with one from three. A few yep. changes for the Eels heading into the game, though, with um, Rekaya Horn ruled out and uh, Abby Church called in to make an NRLW debut. And veteran hooker Nita Maynard ruled out with Shirley Mailangi taking her spot on the starting side. And the Titans moved Jessica Elliston back to the bench with April Natapuna starting in the front row there. Yeah, mate, it was a dazzling display by um, Moldy All-Star Bovetti Walsh. Who led Prater to a 24-14 win over Gold Coast? Uh, Vetti Walsh scored a crucial try and set a new record for most meters gained in an NRLW match, as the Eels grabbed uh, their second win of the season. It took the Eels just four minutes to open this through halfback Matty Starden, taking the final pass of centre Tiana Penatani, and in the tenth minute it was Penatani using her strength to hold off Titans and giving the final pass for Abby Church to score. Yeah, and already. <laughs> Already behind by eight points, uh, the Titans found themselves a player down as well. Um, Tasman Gray was put on report and Sinbin for a crusher tackle on Betty Welsh. Um, Steph Hancock, though, she put the Titans back in the match with the first try of her NRLW career. I saw her score a try in the State of Origin that night, though. <laughs> Mate, it was, a 40th, it was her 40th birthday on Sunday, too. She scored on her right. 40th birthday, yeah. Well done. What a legend. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. She She's... Uh, yeah, veteran of uh, Queensland State of Origin team. She scored a good try that night we went out there. So, yeah, good on you, Steph. Yep. Um, yeah, the 19th minute she scored that try uh, before winger Haley J. Mansell celebrated her debut with the try in the left corner. And the visitors remarkably hit the front despite being down to 12 players. Um, a penalty goal, though, to Studden made it 10 all at the break, but it was the Titans um, regaining the lead two minutes into the second half when Destiny Brill showed some amazing strength to beat four of the Eels' defenders on her way to the try line. Yeah. Uh, Eels 5-8, Emily Curtin snared a try in her NRL debut um, to put the scores back at 40. And then superstar fullback Bo Vetti Walsh kept magnificent game, which he used to speed and skills to score with 17 minutes to play, and Parramatta were back in front at 2-14. Uh, and then the Eels just put the finishing touches on the victory when um, Christian Pio scored with eight minutes to play to make it 24-14. 
Um, Studden's conversion attempt hit the uprights. It was the third time in the for the that uh, Maddie Studden hit the post um, in her uh, having an attempted kick. But Bo Betty Welsh's record-breaking 260 run metres, seven tackle breaks and two line breaks over a points decision over Ivania Polite in the battle of the fullbacks. Um, as we said, uh, Steph Hancock, who made a test debut for the Gillaroos way back in 2-3, uh, the year before teammate Haley J. Mansell was actually born, oh, uh, uh, both players grabbed their first try of their LW careers against the, the Eels. and um, was 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, Titans took a Brittany Braley Nazi left the field in the eighth for a HIA, which she passed, and she was able to end re enter the game. Yeah, two weeks after she was left sporting a massive shiner in round one, um, Eels interchange hooker Therese Aiton was forced from the field for a HIA after a head clash that left her with a badly cut lip. Um, she did pass the HIA and she returned to the field, but was forced off again when they couldn't stop the, the bleeding there. Um, the Titans were unlucky to give up two points just before half time, though. But they they kicked the ball out on the full and were penalised um, after believing time was up. But it must have been the phantom siren back in action again, or something like that, because the siren, siren had actually gone off six minutes earlier and the game clock had gone to zero. But the but the penalty stood. Um, yeah. uh, look, a ridiculous and amateurish error by the ground staff. It has to be said, in in my opinion, and. Um, had a direct bearing on the result with the Titans giving up the attack on their own line and thinking it was half time. Yeah, it was ridiculous. They got a penalty and um and what they they Nardi took the tap and booted the ball out in full because the, the hooter went. So um they thought it was half time and then realised there was still six minutes left and because they booted the ball out on the full after taking the tap, it was uh the ball was out in the full turtles over and the eels went on the attack and it put the Titans under enormous pressure in that back half of the first half. And, yeah, it was just a little bit ridiculous, mate. A little bit ridiculous. It, it reminded me of Josh Reynolds when he did something like that against the Titans years ago where he thought it was halftime and he yeah. ran off the field and threw the ball into the Titans player and got dumped for forward pass. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, just some of the game yeah. stats. Yeah. Uh, the Titans were their own worst enemies in this one, though, having only 44% of possession but uh, only completing at 56%. Uh, this was worse than their round horrid round one completion rate. So um, the Eels better in every area of the game in this one. Yeah, that they they complete. They've got to do something about the completion rate, the Titans, because that that's gifting so many other teams points. And um, <laughs> so it, it does kind of remind me of the Warriors. A um, <laughs> couple of really standout performers uh, for the Eels. So Taufa once again, uh, third week in a row. Uh, 145 metres, 51 post-contact metres, 32 tackles, gets through a <coughs> Bovetti Welsh. It's actually 260 metres she ran, 85 post-contact, seven tackle breaks, two line breaks and offload. And absolutely amazing. Um, Steph Hancock, um, 76 metres, 29 post-contact metres, one tackle break, tackles and a try. And at 40 years of age, that's outstanding. And then uh, Destiny Brill, 103 metres, 34 post-contact, 10 tackle breaks. A line break, 35 tackles and a try. She's she's proving to be very to be uh, left out of that starting 13 for the Titans. Yeah, absolutely. With stats like that. Yeah. So so looking at the let's have a look at the table. So the reigning premiers now they're on top all alone, while the other clubs fight it out uh, for the minor for the minor placings and semi-final spots. And the Knights well and truly behind the eight ball now, and uh, absolutely long 
a long shot of finishing in that top four. We've got the Broncos on top yeah. with four points, Dragons four points, and then the Titans and the Eels with a win each. And oh, sorry, uh, so we have the Broncos alone on six points. Yeah. Uh, Dragons on four, Eels on four, and one win each. The Titans and the Roosters and the Knights, as we said, winless there on the bottom. We'll take that the, differential. Yeah, that two that's going to be that minus thirty-five is going to be hard to to get them into that top. Yeah, they're going to just score a lot of points. Um, yeah. Look at leading try scorers for the competition: Emily Bass with three, Olivia Koenig with three. Oh, that's. Yep. There you go. Yeah, okay, Millie Boyle yeah. and Bobby Parker back in two. And the point scorers, uh, Rachel um, Rachel in front on 30 points 30 for the Dragons. Points. Yeah. Yep. And um, Lauren Brown, 18. Maddie Studden there with 13 points. Yep. All right, mate, let's look at the uh, changes for round four. The first game is going to be at 11.50 p.m. local time, uh, day 19th of March at Super, Super Stadium. We're going to be at... The this one, it's a curtain raiser to the Warriors game on uh, Saturday. Um, for the where is it? For the, uh, Titans, Brianna Clark's name to start in the front row after two weeks uh, on the sideline. Shania Power with her first starting game of the season. She's replacing Tasman Gray in the back row. Uh, for the Broncos, Tamika Upton is named on the extended uh, and will obviously have to ask concussion protocols to play. If she doesn't play, Hayley Maddock has been back. And no other uh, changes to that Broncos machine, um, mate. As I said, we'll be there. Although my heart says Titans, my head's saying Broncos. This is going to be a superb local derby, the first one ever in yep. the NRLW. It'll be, but it'll be awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, a lot of yeah, obviously a lot of uh, Queensland talent in both sides, and uh, I reckon the crowd will be will be amongst them. But it'd be great to see the crowd really get into this one, just like last week. Yes, absolutely. A um, couple of our Warriors girls playing in this one too, mate. Uh, Karina Brown, Brianna Clark, uh, uh, Shania Power and Georgia, all um, ex-Warriors uh, players who will... Vani, Vani Politi. <coughs> yep. yep. Uh, yeah, Vani Politi, sorry. And uh, yep. on the other, uh, for the Broncos, we've got uh, big Benny Murdoch, Masilla's wife, Roxy Murdoch, um, coming off the bench for the Broncos. So a bit of a Warriors flavour on both sides there. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it. Yep. Uh, next game, we have kicking off at 12 o'clock on Sunday as part of the NRLW doubleheader at McDonald Jones Stadium in Newcastle. We have the Eels and the Roosters. Um, for the Eels, we've got Vedi Welsh, Navidi, Panatani, Daniels, Horn, Katani, Studden, Hanisi, Maynard, Cherrington, Pio, Wright, Taufa, Mailangi, Church, Natukotoka, and Johnston in the 17. And for the Roosters, Baxter, Tafuga, Sergis, Kelly, uh, Mapusa, Tamara, McGregor, Togatuki, Higgins, Hill Moana, Meeks, Koenig, Southwell on the bench, Kelleher, uh, Joseph, Breden, and Economus. Um. Yeah, mate, this one for me, I'm excited about this game. Uh, the Eels are really proving to be a force in the competition and the, the Roosters finally think some form last week for a much-needed win. Um, the Eels welcome back Rakea Horn on the wing. 
Hanada Hooker, two experienced campaigners who did not play last week. And for the Roosters, Zahara to name to partner Racing McGregor in the halves. And I think this is Roosters' best um, halves pairing moving forward. Uh, Racing McGregor really starting to find a feet now. Um, and uh, our uh, Wahini Toa 44, Samantha Economis, uh, is named on the bench for her first game of the season. She was named in round one for the Roosters, uh, old Sam. But, um, she had COVID, so uh, she's been out for a couple of weeks and she's uh, fought her way back into the um, into the 17. So, yeah, really looking forward to this one. Um, think, I think the Roosters might be in a tight one, though. <coughs> yeah, they might. They look like they're starting to come good. Might have just played them back into form last week. Too, too much yeah, class so. in that side for them to be down for too long. Uh, the, final, the final round kicking off at 1.45 p.m. at McDonald Jones Stadium is the Knights hosting the Dragons. And for the Knights, absolutely desperate for a win here. We've got Tietzel... Vahakolo, Fresad, Law, Green, Stevens, Tillett, Federinka, Rota, Nuasala, Edwards, Bruce, Page, Desmond, Menzelman, Scanlon, Dib, and Arakua. And for the Dragons, we have Tonegato, Berry, Chapman, McGregor, Maddie Bartlett, Fui Maiono, Pearson, Albert, Davis, Apps, Holmes, Bent, Wheeler, Dodd, House, Dimmick and Williams. Mate, the Knights will for their first win of the season and they will not get it this weekend, uh, unfortunately. It's an all-Kiwi Ferns front row for the Knights. Federica, uh, Rorta and Nuasala. Phoebe Desmond, uh, the local talent named at lock. Uh, Kira Dib moves back to the bench after starting last week. Uh, and in my opinion, it's a mistake. Um, she needs to be starting and playing the full seven. Many minutes. Uh, I don't know what benefit they get from her uh, sitting on the bench and, and only playing short minutes. For the Dragons, our good mate Matty Bartlett from her suspension. Uh, Kezi Apps and Tale Holmes have both been named, uh, but they've been named in the previous two weeks as well and, and have dropped out uh, before kickoff. So um, the Dragons will be hoping that they can hold their place in the lineup. Uh, Rachel Pearson, undoubtedly the form half in the comp at the moment, directing these Dragons around the park. Uh, a lot of people have have her as the um, favourite now to wear the number seven jersey for New South Wales in the um, Origin this year. Uh, she's a, a local girl from uh, comes from the Helensburg Tigers or Tiger Lilies, uh, and she's been making every, every post a winner in the NRLW this season. Um, I think the Dragons will win comfortably, mate. Yeah, it's looking a bit that way. Yeah. Well, guys, don't forget, we do have our Wednesday show tomorrow night. We'll be breaking down the Warriors' round one loss uh, to the Dragons. And we will also recap the full round of NRL and preview round two. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining Absolutely. us for the NRLW breakdown. We'll be back next Tuesday to break down all the NRLW action from round four. Good night, guys. Thanks, guys. Take care. See you tomorrow.